Book Nine, Chapter Seven of the League of the Scarlet Pimpernel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The League of the Scarlet Pimpernel by Baroness Orzzi. Book Nine: The Cabaret de la Liberté. Chapter Seven. The first thing of which Esther Vincent was conscious when she returned to her senses was of her English lover kneeling beside her. She was lying on some kind of couch, and she could see his face in profile, for he had turned and was speaking to someone at the far end of the room. And was it you who knocked me down, he was saying, and sat on my chest, and trussed me like a fowl? La, my dear sir, a lazy, pleasant voice riposted, what else could I do? There was no time for explanations, and you were half-crazed and would have not understood, and you were ready to bring all the night watchmen about our ears. I am sorry, Kennard said simply, but how could I guess? You couldn't, rejoined the other. That is why I had to deal so summarily with you and Mademoiselle Esther, not to speak of good old Lucienne, who had never in her life been inside a cabaret. You must all forgive me ere you start upon your journey. You are not out of the wood yet, remember, though Paris is a long way behind. France itself is no longer a healthy place for any of you. But how did we ever get out of Paris? I was smothered under a pile of cabbages, with Lucien on one side of me, and Esther unconscious on the other. I could see nothing. I know we halted at the barrier. I thought we would be recognized, turned back. My God, how I trembled! Bah, broke in the other, with a careless laugh. It is not so difficult as it seems. We have done it before, eh, folks? A market gardener's cart, a villainous wretch like myself to drive it, another hideous object like Sir Andrew Foltz, Bart, to lead the scraggy nag, a couple of forged or stolen passports, plenty of English gold, and the deed is done. Hester's eyes were fixed upon the speaker. She marveled now how she could have been so blind. The cadaverous face was nothing but a splendid use of grease-paint. The rags, the dirt, the whole assumption of a hideous character was masterly. But there were the eyes, deep-set and thoughtful and kind. How did she fail to guess? You are known as the Scarlet Pimpernel, she said suddenly. Suzanne de Tournai was my friend. She told me. You saved her and her family. And now... Oh, my God, she exclaimed, how shall we ever repay you? By placing yourselves unreservedly in my friend Folks's hands, he replied gently. We will lead you to safety, and, if you wish it, to England. If we wish it, Kennard sighed fervently. You are not coming with us, Blakeney? queried Sir Andrew Folks, and it seemed to Esther's sensitive ears as if a tone of real anxiety and also of entreaty rang in the young man's voice. No, not this time, replied Sir Percy lightly. I like my character of Rateau, and I don't want to give it up just yet. I have done nothing to arouse suspicion in the minds of my savory compeers up at the Cabaret de la Liberté. I can easily keep this up for some time to come, and frankly I admire myself as Citizen Rateau. I don't know when I have enjoyed a character so much. You mean to return to the Cabaret de la Liberté? exclaimed Sir Andrew. Why not? You will be recognized. Not before I have been of service to a good many unfortunates, I hope. 
but that awful cough of yours percy you'll do yourself an injury with it one day not i i like that cough i practiced it for a long time before i did it to perfection such a splendid wheeze i must teach tony to do it some day would you like to hear it now he laughed that perfect delightful lazy laugh of his which carried every hearer with it along the path of light-hearted merriment then he broke into the awful cough of the consumptive ratel and esther vincent instinctively closed her eyes and shuddered end of chapter seven end of book nine the cabaret de la liberte